1: No purchase necessary. VGW group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Be a part of the show again today. We are previewing um, Cincinnati Bengals uh, game against Seattle. Um, Seattle's on the road. Um, that's what we're doing today. So how you doing, Bill?
2: Hey. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm on the road. I'm uh, using my phone because I can't get any connectivity. With my laptop, so uh, it is what it is. Uh, but here, ready to go. Uh, uh, previewing the, the Bengals game. Seahawks is kind uh, Now we're coming back. Hopefully, get a few guys uh, that have been uh, banged up a little bit uh, more healthy and uh, ready to go for this game. I'm kind of excited about this game, really. Um, Cincinnati uh, looked good uh, last week, but they were playing against the um, Arizona Cardinals. You know, so you're going to have to weigh that out a little bit. Joe Burrow improved. Uh, Jamar Chase had like a career day, three touchdowns, over 100 yards, nine receptions, that sort of thing, or 12 receptions, whatever it was. And um, but I think we're a better team. I think we're a better team right now uh, than we've been in in the last few years um, and and trending upwards. And so I'm really kind of excited to see where we're at against the legitimate AFC playoff team. Um, and coming in, we both kind of had this game as a toss up and, you know, since then they're two and two, we're coming in three and one, I and, uh, really like to kind of just make this a statement game and have the Seahawks come out and just kind of dominate them at, at, at a 10 AM game on the, um, not necessarily all the way to the East coast, but uh, East coast time and and just see if we can kind of exert our will on it, on a team that's, that's pretty good on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a, I think this is a better Bengals team than their record and stats show. They, uh, Joe Burrow had that calf strain and, and really struggled for a couple weeks when he couldn't move. Um, I mean, it looked, it, he looked like it hurt to do anything. Um, and with that, like his accuracy was off the, the ball velocity was down cause he just couldn't use his feet. Um, yeah. he, he looked better. Against Arizona, like he looked like he was healthier now this he's got another week. i'm I'm thinking that this is offense is better than they than they would appear statistically.
2: no, i I agree. You know, Joe Mixon had his best game last uh, last week. He's always a back that can get uh, if he gets going, he can do some damage. He's just about ready to take over as their third uh, leading rusher back of all time and uh, for the franchise, and they've had some pretty decent ones uh, go through there. You're right. Joe Burrow kind of has had a chance now. He had a calf injury in in, uh, preseason. Uh, He's kind of uh, been gimping along a little bit there. He said he's as healthy as he's been all year. Not great news for the Seahawks. Good news for them. I don't know how that translates, though. Seattle's coming off a game where they sacked the quarterback 11 times and had dozens of pressures. Um, I know that they want to keep that going. If you take a look at the Cincinnati offensive line, they're allowing uh, quite a few pressures. I think they're they're fifth in the league in pressures allowed, and um, I I think that you know we've got an advantage there. But we need yeah. to kind of pick and choose when we're going to get after them uh, when we send more than four. I think they want to kind of stay in that base defense if they can, so they can first shut down the run uh, with Joe Mixon and company. Um, and they're going to spend, uh, the resources to do whatever they need to do to get that done first, make, uh, Cincinnati one-dimensional, even though you're putting the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, if you can do that, gives us an advantage, both in pass rush as well as on the back end. And, um, you know, this is a team too, that likes to pass a lot on first down. They lead the league in first down, uh, attempts, uh, passing attempts, uh, like 67% of the time. Um, and and then, of course, Jamar Chase. I mean, the guy is a legit top five receiver in this league. And it'll be yeah, very interesting to me uh, who kind of covers him. Is it going to be uh, Reek Wallen on the outside? Is, are they going to use Witherspoon in that respect or a combination of guys? Um, I would imagine it's probably going to end up being a combination of guys. It seems like Seattle wants to interchange their, their backs uh, and um, safeties a lot. Uh, depending on matchups and so forth so i'm kind of excited about this game yeah, yeah. how do you feel going in
0: um well j- before i jump into that i wanted to just cuz you're talking about who he's going to cover and um i saw a thing today that said that um uh, somebody asked dk metcalf about that like they well they asked him about uh jamar chase and he had nothing but positive things to say I and mean, who wouldn't like uh chase is freaking like amazing um but he said you know that if he he thinks the um Seahawks are going to put spoon on him and that spoon's up to the test. Um and should be able to 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 do what he wants to do. Um which you know I mean that's one of those things that like are you know kicking the um the beehive a little bit. They're trying to say that your rookie's going to shut down um a guy right. who is an all-pro. But when Jamar Chase was asked about it, he just shook it off and said, "Man, the dude's just trying to praise his teammate." Like don't try and say it's something bigger than that so um which i thought you know i mean that that is exactly what it was but it was it's still nice to see guys like kind of get it like you you say stuff because you're trying to like build up your teammate you're not trying to tear down the other guy so um but yeah no so you're asking me how i feel about this game i i feel okay about it i don't think i'm i feel as strongly about it as you do i'm uh cx defense has looked bad at times this year. They've looked good at times this year. I like their ability to stop the run. Um, they have a hard time getting off the field on third down. And this is a go- this is a good offense when um, Joe Burrow is healthy. And he and if he's getting healthier, like that makes it hard. And so I could see the Bengals having some success moving the ball against Seattle. Question is, can Seattle keep him out of the end zone? Can they? Um, you know, bend but not break—that kind of deal. Hold them to field goals. Get them sure they got they got yards, but they're not getting a lot of points out of it. Uh, and then, can our offense sustain some drives? Because if, if Seattle's offense can convert on third down themselves, uh, it's going to be a matter of who's going to outscore who. And I like Seattle's offense um, over Cincinnati's in terms of being able to convert things into touchdowns. In part because I like Seattle's defense too be able to hold uh, Cincinnati out of the end zone, even if they give up a lot of yards. And I don't really trust Cincinnati's defense enough to say that they're going to be able to keep Seattle out of the end zone. So um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it should be a really freaking entertaining game, but um, I do too. Yeah. But I haven't
2: played Cincinnati very much, Keith. I mean, over the years, I think we've played them two times in the 2000s so far, which, you know, you don't, do that very often in the nfl you kind of uh, mix it up a little bit so um and historically you really can't do anything with that we can't go back and look at how how we've done against this team i, I do look at the matchups you know you take a look at joe burrow i think the offensive line for them is a weakness stone it is they've done some things to kind of want to improve that uh, but if you get some pressure on joe burrow um, this year with uh, at least twenty seven point three pressure rate against them, Joe burrow has sixty one attempts for two hundred and forty seven yards and a total of six points. When they allow less than fifteen percent uh, pressure rate, uh, they have seven hundred and ninety eight yards uh, passing on one hundred and thirty six attempts and they've scored seventy seven points combined. Uh, so I think you know the key one of the keys for Seattle is going to be dialing up the pressure. Now, mm-hmm. for me, can they do that with four guys, stay in their base defense, also stop the run, but also get some get some nice pressures with them and allow the, the defense backs to make some plays? Or are they going to have to dial something up? The reason that they dialed things up with uh, New York, uh, the last game that they played and, and were very successful, is because they were very successful. Uh, they got away with it. They were able to add some, some nice pressure off the edge with uh, Witherspoon. For example, I think that if you take a look at uh, Adams and his limited play in nine snaps, he, he was rushing the passer a couple of times, probably would have continued to do so if he'd stayed in. Um, can we afford to do that against Cincinnati? Time will tell. I think you're going to have to go base early, uh, take your shots on defense with pressure and see uh, how they respond. Um, and so far this year, uh, it's been worth it for teams to kind of dial up some pressure and we'll see if that continues. On the other side of the ball, Keith, you mentioned their defense and our ability to be able to to move the ball. I agree. I think uh they're they're very uh their weakness if you will, is defending the run uh they're they're almost dead last in defending the run. um They've got some good players though when it comes to passing the ball against them. Trey Hendrickson is their guy on defense. He's got six sacks this year, and if you take a look at him over the the last several uh years. Um, he's just really had a lot of success for them and he's the guy that Seattle's going to be keying in on. They've also got a couple other guys as well. Um, yeah, and, and their defense overall, they need to kind of play a four, two, five scheme, uh, with a lot of cover three. Um, so that's going to give Seattle some opportunities to maybe take a look at getting, uh, and more involved, um, mm-hmm. and taking what the defense is going to give you underneath, um, and then take your shot. You know, after you've got your uh, safeties uh, playing up a little bit. Um, and, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you look at, you're right that, you know, Trey Hendrickson's going to be a guy that you got to, you got to account for. You just need to account for him uh, on every play. He's already got six sacks. And, you know, that's going to be a problem. But um, it looks like Seattle's going to get Charles Cross back. And that's going to be huge towards um, the Seahawks being able to. Uh, you know, slow him down. Cause now you've only got, you know, one side where you've got a backup in there and you can give him some help. You can put Will Disley on that side and, and, you know, double team uh Hendrickson and uh feel okay about that and give Gino enough time to get the ball out of his hand. So I, when you're, when you're one dimensional in terms of your, your, your pass rush coming from a guy, you can shut that down. And I think that that's, um, that's something that Seattle's going to be able to do in this. Um, uh, what I don't what I'm not like really excited about in terms of their defense is like their defensive backs. Like I don't, who in there are you feeling confident about covering a DK Metcalf?
2: Right. Yeah. So? Um, that's a, that's a great question. Really. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure that anybody can really cover him. Um, <laughs> You know, they, they run a lot of zone. Uh, you're going to have Mike Hilton covering in the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilton a, is a good uh, corner, but he's probably not going to be matched up on Medcalf very much. Like Dax Hill um, and Scott, uh, their, their safeties will, um, you know, do some bump and run type stuff as well. Uh, but on the outside, really, nobody's going to cover uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. In Jigba and company, I and nobody really, you know, uh, can cover uh, pant uh, Logan Wilson, uh, Jermaine Pratt are are there. They're they're playing ninety plus percent of the snaps uh, at the linebacker spot, um, and then you've got Hendricks and a couple other guys on the on the front line that that do a good job. But I think uh, as long as Seattle can convert on third down, uh, which is going to be uh, a key in this game. It's something they've been working on. It's something they want to do. They haven't had as much success as they want, but uh, and the other key on offense to keep the gol- uh, ball going is going to be Ken Walker, um, and I think Charbonnet as well, uh, just for some physicality. But Ken Walker has an opportunity here, uh, I think, to uh, really have an effect on this game. If you take a look at Cincinnati and their defense. Um, Cincinnati has allowed the most uh, big plays, uh, big running plays on offense in the league this year with mm-hmm. over 20 uh, plays allowed over 20 yards, I believe, or 15 yards, something like that. So when you talk about big playability, um, there's no, no better player in the league, um, one of the top five in Walker, uh, to be able to hit a home run from anywhere in the field. And um, I expect to see a little bit of that from him in this game. And converting on third downs, uh, Charbonnet, and, and they're on short down uh, situations. Yeah, I mentioned Njigba before as a guy that can convert, uh, convert, as well as the tight ends, Disley and Fant, uh, and then Parkinson in the red zone. Um, I, I see them, I agree with you, Keith. I see them being able to uh, score points, move the ball, uh, other teams have been able to successfully move the ball on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to try to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, uh, obviously. And so you kind of want to sustain some drives and give your uh, team some extra possessions. So if they can get a turnover or two, that could be the key in this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's always, That's the key in any game, right? Um, if you can uh, steal some drives and get some extra possessions for you, take some away from them. Um, you're typically going to win stuff. Uh, with this particular, um, you know, Bengals group, like they, I, I see them as having a couple of major weaknesses. One, their offensive line's not very good. That's been true during the entire time that Joe Burrow has been there. They've tried to improve it; it hasn't really gotten any better. Um, and, I mean, he they made it to his Super Bowl and and. Um,
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: can beat you anyway. Um, and so, but, but still, I mean, it's not a strength. And I think if Seattle can get after him, um, especially if he's hobbled at all with that calf still, um, it could be good things. And then I don't like their secondary. I, do, I just, I don't think that that... Um, they have to they play a lot of zone in part because they have to if they man up against Seattle uh Lockett and Metcalf are going to just eat them and uh that is something that Seattle can take advantage of like you said like okay so maybe Lockett and Metcalf don't have huge games because of the the zone that they're playing but that's going to end up giving up um so many easy completions to Injigba and Fant and Dizley um underneath because they're dropping so many people back into that deep zone um, at some point, right? They've you've got to be able to to line up and and, and match up against people. And I don't like their secondary to do that. Yeah, um, Seattle's just too talented at receiver.
2: One of the things to watch for, as well is their blitzing. Um, you know, last year they blitzed on about twenty three percent of their uh, opportunities. This year they're blitzing at thirty three point nine percent of their defensive snaps so far. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at the way that um gino smith is operating under pressure and getting the ball out he's been very successful and this and the seahawks are kind of built for that uh their offense um has the ability to kind of spread the ball around get the ball out quick when needed and so forth so um i see them also being able to take advantage of some of that so if they're going to turn up the pressure on gino uh, our offensive line has been doing really well you mentioned uh, Charles Cross being able to come back in this game, I think that gives Seattle some flexibility over on the right side as well as to who who's going to line up over there. We'll see what happens, um, and I expect Seattle to be able to continue to have success protecting Geno Smith uh, on the year. Geno's only been sacked seven times. Pressure rates way down compared to years past. Mm-hmm. And while Cincinnati is an effective team at getting to the quarterback, they're they're not, you know perfect by names. i think they've got 14 or 15 sacks on the year but that's been spread out over over five games um and uh, i think they're ranked you know seventh or eighth in the league in in pass rush um win rate as well as um sacking the quarterback it's definitely a factor uh but seattle's been doing such a good job on uh, on protection that uh, i think they're kind of used to this by now and mm-hmm. um, I, I really do think that Gino's going to have an opportunity here um, to, to go out and be a real difference maker in this game
0: so let's go ahead and talk um, injuries real quick because the um, CX have been really banged up uh, the first part of the season um, They but they have the buy they should be getting some guys back um, Charles Cross is back to practicing he should be playing Phil Haynes was a limited practice um, on Wednesday. He's expected to play. Jamal Adams is um through his concussion protocol and should be a full practice um today and he's gonna play uh presumably unless his symptoms come back um unexpectedly. And you know they're starting to this is a team that's starting to get healthy. Damian Lewis um apparently is he wants to play, but the team is saying mm, maybe not this week. Give him another one, uh, but there's a chance he he could play as well. Uh, but getting Haynes back, you know, I mean that helps the depth because now you've got Bradford as your and Haynes. You got um, only got one backup guard in there playing, and um, they're getting Charles Cross back on the other on the outside. Um, Abe Lucas is still a couple of weeks away, but he may be coming back here relatively soon. Um, this line, if if or just the whole team, if they continue to uh, get healthy, we're going to start seeing the team that we expected to see and not the team that we saw like week one. And, and um, you know, that I think that you've got a team that's going to really show that they're better than people think over the next few weeks.
2: Your opinion, how do you address the Damian Lewis situation when you know you have Phil Haynes coming back on one side you still got Olawatimi uh, available. Evan Brown's earned his starting role as center. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's been one of the, the best pressure rate centers in the league so far has. Um, this year. 137 snaps, four pressures allowed, zero quarterback hits, zero sacks. That's Evan Brown. Uh so the team has felt really comfortable sliding him over for Damian Lewis and having Olawatimi come in. Is that what they do to start this game?
0: Um, I don't know. I if it was Um, if I'm looking at this and you you have Phil Haynes back, I would look at um at Bradford as um a starting guard and letting him and Haynes start. Let Brown be in there and know that if if you for any reason you have um one of those three guys um have to come out of the game at all, that's when Ola Batimi comes in and Evan Brown slides to guard or or you know that kind of thing. So um. I would I would probably do it that way just because if you're gonna run Bradford out there, I want to run him out there from from snap one like he has the last
2: couple so weeks. Would you line him up on the right or line him up on the left and and move Haynes over?
0: Um, I'd probably line him up on the right because that's where he is comfortable right now. Whereas Haynes has played right and left, he's um a vet. He's more versatile as that stuff goes. Where let's just keep things simple for the rookie. I
2: agree with. You little bit and the only reason is like trey hendrickson in the end and if they do some stunts which they like to do they're mm-hmm. they're kind of a blitz happy team it'll remind you a lot of well not you but there are fans uh a lot of uh um new york that the the giants the team we just played they uh, wink Martinell over there has always loved to to blitz and run exotic packages and so forth didn't do as much against seattle as i thought they might um, given the fact that their team needed something some energy some sort of turnover to help them um so i was expecting a little bit more but uh with cincinnati um they're very successful at at doing that um and if you have got an inexperienced guy even phil haynes playing out of position slightly over on the left side um that that scares me a little bit i like evan brown i like the way that he's been playing and he He's kind of seamless over on the left side as well. And, of course, we already know Olatimi is able to come in and, and hold down the port in the center. So I might even leave Phil Haynes out of this equation, at least to start the game.
0: I don't know. I, I For the same reasons with uh, Hendrickson, do you want rookie center, rookie right guard um, when he stunts across into the middle? they has
2: been successful so far.
0: Oh man, I, that's hard. That's that. That's hard for me. I, I think the vet presence in there with Ames, um is uh, is um, is worth something. But the thing is, like, are we talking about a huge difference one way or the other? Okay. I don't think we are. Um, I like what they've got from Bradford, um, which was kind of a surprise, given that he didn't look that great in the preseason. But he's come on and and done some really good things here in the the last couple of games. Um, I want to keep him playing. I want to give him as many reps as we can. Um, and so if on the left side, if that's Haynes or if that's, um, Evan Brown, whatever, um, take your pick. I it really comes down to, do you want Haynes in there? Or do you want Olawatimi in there? Because Evan Brown's going to play either way. Um, whether it's a center or guard, um, I, I don't think it's that big of a difference. Um, I think you get some veteran um, experience with hands. I think you get some um, some better run blocking um, with hands, but you get better pass blocking with uh, moving Brown over. So, you know, it's literally literally one of those take your pick kind of situations.
2: So what are you thinking about the Seahawks uh, so far this year? DBOA. Um Seahawks rank eighth overall in the NFL. Mm -hmm. They've got great balance. They're eighth overall on on offense, number 14 on defense, number 10 on special teams. When we talked earlier this year uh, in the offseason, in the the preseason, uh, in training camp, we talked about Seattle improving enough on defense to be a top uh, top 10, top 15 defense. Uh, We already knew they were going to be a top 10 offense, potentially top five and the top 10 on uh, special teams now at, at number 10 overall. Um, and they look good. They look like a, a complete team, uh, even though they haven't completely hit on all cylinders. There's still been some uh, deficiencies on defense here and, and there. Last game, they put it all together, but it was a very uh, poor team. Mm-hmm. Uh, on offense, we just haven't seen them completely click. We haven't seen them convert on third downs at the rate that they, they want to somewhere in the high, you know, uh, 40, 48% range. Um, so I know that they want to convert a little bit more. Um, but everything else has been kind of, um, pr- pretty good, pretty solid team. What do you think?
0: Well, I, I think the fact that you're saying that this team has yet to click offensively, but they're eighth in the league in DVOA. You're right. Right. Um, at, at what point do they click? Do they become third second? I mean, uh, um, we have ha- really high expectations for this offense, um, and I think rightfully so, given the talent all over the field um, that they've got. But um, they're eighth in the league at, in DVOA. That's that's solid. In fact, that they're um, you know they're 14th on defense. That's that's incredible. I think that has some de- th- something to do with their last two opponents. You know, Carolina and New York are both bad. They're just not they're not good football teams, especially offensively. And they're going to make teams look good. Um, we'll I see what happens this week. This is this is a test because um, the Bengals are the best team they've played, except for maybe Detroit. Um, a lot and,
2: of people you know, say that you know have Detroit ranked ahead of the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks beat them head to head. You go look at all the power rankings and so forth. Uh, uh, yeah, the Lions seem to be a little favored right now in the league, but well, the Lions are
0: the Lions are a great story, and they're everyone's kind of like. Um, is it, are you really, is it really, are you really a dark horse if everyone's expecting you to win? <laughs> but they're the story of this year. They're the, they're the up and coming team that has been a doormat forever. And now they're putting it together and, and playing good football. Yeah. Seattle beat them. Um, and beat them in overtime, but had a big lead in the fourth quarter, gave it up got it back in, in overtime and, and got the win. Um, I thought Seattle looked like the better team there, but the Lions are a good football team. They're also the only good football team Seattle's, Seattle has played. Um, the Rams aren't they're as bad. They're
2: be slightly as, better it, than we thought, but not a lot. I mean, they're yeah, still the, not a great team.
0: Yeah, the Rams, aren't, the Rams aren't, a, aren't a good team, but they are better than we thought they were going to be. And Carolina and New York are bad. So um, this is going to be a, a good test of where Seattle's at. Um, you know, Detroit was, and they passed that test, I thought. Um, this is a different kind of good um, in terms of the offense, because this is one that can um, attack you in different ways. I, I, they're just really deep at receiver. Um, they have, they're very similar in terms of uh, talent and depth as Seattle in terms of offense like they've they're three deep at at wide receiver they've got a good running game um yeah i mean t higgins is is there and and um uh boyd's the other one like these are guys that can uh um, i kind of
2: i kind of diss jamar chase a little bit in in um in, in the earlier uh segment um he had uh what was a 115 receptions he mm-hmm. said he had like not he had 15 receptions, 192 yards, and three and touchdowns. Three touchdowns, touchdowns. Of player of the week. Yeah, Jamar Chase.
0: Yep. Um. You said 12 and over 100, and he was 15 and almost 200. Yep. Three touchdowns. I mean, he he just destroyed uh in that game. Like he he dominated, and that's one thing that that's something Jamar Chase can do. He can take over games. He's just that good. Um you said top five receiver in the league. I'm like, uh, name me three that are better. Um, you know, uh, you're going to struggle to come up with three that are better in my opinion. Um, Uh, are the
2: advantages that Seattle has in this game as we kind of wrap this thing up?
0: I think the advantages that Seattle has has to do with their receivers versus, um, uh, the secondary against the Bengals. I think that that is a, um, a big advantage for Seattle, and I think that uh, Seattle's ability to get pressure on a quarterback versus um, Cincinnati's offensive line, like those are those are the dis those are the advantages that I see um, Seattle being able to lean on, and uh, if they're going to win this game,
2: I see one more. Um, the Bagels rank thirty first in rushing yards, twenty fifth in yards per carry through five weeks. Mm. Um, you know the the. The, the Bengals have only generated 216 yards before contact, 31st in the league, and 157 yards rushing uh, after contact, 26th overall. I think that plays right into what Seattle does best is defending the run. At least statistically, that's where we've uh, been able to control the line of scrimmage uh, on our defensive side. And I can t- see that continuing. Uh, Seattle definitely wants to do that and makes it a priority. Um, I hate I hate games like this, though.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Joe Mixon's a good back. He is. Um, their offensive line, I just don't think is a great blocking offensive line, mm-hmm. and I think Seattle can take advantage of that. Uh, maybe even punch the ball out a little bit, kind of thwart the ball. And, um, I just, I, I just, I'm really looking forward to this game. You, you'd mentioned a little a bit more reserved. And there's just something about this week where I've just been, maybe it's the bye week and we just haven't been on the field for a while. And I'm just kind of anxious to kind of get this team back on the field and really kind of face a, a, a decent opponent. Um, I still, I think that Seattle at the end of the day is going to be the better team and is going to control the line of scrimmage. And that's where this game is won and lost. Um, it might come down to a turnover. It might come down to a field goal kick. I don't know. But I feel pretty good about it. Um, and, and as far as a prediction goes, I'm thinking that Seattle can score points on this defense, just as it's been scoring points so far. I think it's, they're going to score at least 27. I think it's likely that they end up scoring uh, over 30 points in this game. So I've got them, you know, like at 31 to maybe
0: 23 hmm. is, is going to be my prediction. So you got you you landed there um, on exactly what I was thinking, thirty one twenty three one score game, and it's a matter of uh, can the defense hold at the end of the game, and or can the can the Seahawks run the clock out, um, which are are you know two things I kind of like. Uh, I like Seattle's depth and talent at cornerback when it when it really counts. Maybe not over the course of a whole game against a guy like Jamar Chase, but when it really counts at the end of the game and you need a play um, I like a guy like Woolen or, or, or spoon to be able to um, to, to make a play for you and, and, and get you the win. So um, I think it'll be, I, I think it'll be a one score game. I think it'll be um, tight. I think there will be a lot of um, uh, clenched uh, backsides in Seattle as we're hoping that they can hold on and get, get this kind of thing but in the end i do think seattle gets the win
2: yeah you mentioned uh, play at the end of the game by one of our defensive backs i also think a, a guy that'd be considered for a, the play of the game to kind of close this thing out would be a boy Maffe's back um uh, oh yeah Maffe has a 34.8 uh pass rush win rate that is second in the league behind mika parsons Micah parsons mm-hmm. um and I think that at the end of the game, when the game is on the line, you're going to have players like Boye Mafé, guys like Echenna Nawasu, Jerron Reed, step up and give us the, the play that we need in order to kind of close this thing out. And you mentioned Reek and, and Witherspoon as well. I think we're starting to see a personality in this team and, and the ability to kind of turn it on when it really counts. And I, I'd love that. I'd love to see that. <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. All right. So let's wrap this up there unless you got anything else, Bill.
2: That's it. Um, yeah. If you see this episode, we successfully somehow uh, produced it and got it out. Uh, <laughs> if you never see this, well, we just won't talk about it. So uh, hopefully uh, the, the, the former will get this thing uh, produced and get it out. I'm having challenges with internet connection right now. I'm visiting my folks uh, in, in the uh, Portland area. And so, Uh, I will be a worst case scenario. I will be returning early on Saturday morning, uh, this afternoon back to uh, Phoenix and I can get it done there before the, before the game for sure. But, um, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, enjoyed the, uh, the show getting together with you. I think we're going to try to get some lunch, even though we're getting a a slightly late start, I'm ready to get out the door and, and meet up with you. And, um, so that'll be good too. Cool.
1: Podcast Network.